Sorry, y'all. Tonight is a pinball podcast. I got the Rush Limited Edition, modified it, busted that modification, and then fixed it again. But at least my second favorite musical act won't get a pinball anytime soon. Tonight is February 27th, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say, even uh, if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So, video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy O.K. says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. I probably need to update that intro because everybody now quotes it before it even starts. And I've used the same intro for like 10 years. Some of those people haven't even listened in 10 years. I should get a new intro. I should do that at some point. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news, sometimes discussing the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on Twitch on this Sunday night, the last Sunday of February, thank you so much. It is wonderful to see you. Uh, we do tape the show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash network, and uh, that is where I'm going to be trying to read intelligent comments throughout the night. And um, uh, and and But if you can't be here on Sunday nights, I completely understand uh, uh, other things are going on on Sundays, and, and I totally get it. People have got, you know, got to spend time with their family before they have to go, go back to work. Completely understand. We do have a Discord server that you can be in during the week. Vognetwork.com slash Discord will get you the invite to that. It doesn't move that fast, so you're not going to get bombarded with notifications. We actually don't even allow people to notify other people. So it's a great little communi- community. And uh, you can join us there and interact with us during the week and speak about previous episodes and maybe even get them read on the air. So uh, and speaking of which, we actually did get a comment on a previous episode. Uh, and it's about uh, we talked about last time talking about all the closures of the eShops, uh, Nintendo closing the 3DS uh, eShop and the Wii U eShop. So you can't buy new purchases. And I said, yeah, you know, the Wii, Wii Shop channel closed, so you can't get any of that anymore. And you can't even download your old stuff. And I was wrong. Uh, I was corrected. Uh, by our good friend YYR of YYR Games. Uh, go look up uh, some of his ga- games on Steam. Uh, and YYR wanted to point out a week later uh, that uh, I was wrong about what I said about the original Wii Shop channel because they did uh, disallow purchases, but I thought they also disallowed the ability to download games you had already purchased. And YYR says, I'll point out, it is still possible to re-download previous purchases from the good old Wii Shop channel today. Nintendo has not yet announced an end date for this. Uh, so that's that's good to know for people who who do have purchases still on, on their Wii. Uh, as long as you still have that very Wii that was associated to those purchases, because if that died, uh, you lost those purchases, and, and it's uh, they, they didn't really use an account back then that was nintendo didn't know how to use an account in 2006 when the wii came out let's just let's just be real uh but it will go away at some point because there's going to become a point uh in a server administrator's life that uh uh that that will say it's not worth fixing this old hardware and migrating the data to a new server just so people can still download things there's going to be a point 
when that happens uh, because um, hardware ages and you can't always count on your software running on newer hardware without spending some time upgrading it. And there might be a value proposition there where it's not actually worth Nintendo spending the money for the hardware engineers and the software engineers to make the old code from 2006, 2007 run on a server that is built in 2024. So, but it's good to know that you can still download your previous purchases today on the Wii Shop channel. That will end at some point. I just don't know when it will be. Uh, will, but there will come a point where it is not worth it for Nintendo to maintain the re-download servers at some point. Uh, the Breakman says, I only made a few Wii Shop purchases. They're still on that Wii that is just sitting there taking up space, giving me something else to dust, but not, not much else. So uh, my original Wii uh, got struck by lightning. It was I, I, My house got struck by lightning, and I lost a lot of things, including uh, that Wii. And uh, that's where I had purchased it. And I had only spent maybe like 30 bucks total on purchases, like some virtual console stuff. Uh, and But since it had been struck by lightning, um, and I found out like a month before the Wii U came out, I didn't bother doing anything with it. You had to actually like physically send it in, and then they could like transfer your purchases to another system. It was really weird, really convoluted. They didn't have like an account. The Nintendo account didn't exist yet. Uh, and so I just said I, I didn't worry about it. I don't even know all the stuff that I bought on the Wii. I think I got a TurboGrafx-16 game, and I think I got like Mario Kart, like a, an N64 Mario Kart game on the, the Mario Kart 64 on it. Uh, and I don't think I got anything else that was download only. So E3VL says, my Wii with Club Nintendo exclusive Doc Lewis Punch-Out may be worth something in the future. It might be. I mean, if if PS4s with PT are worth something, then maybe that's worth something. And Dark Tetsi said, I had to send in my Wii once for the internal fan died, so it started overheating so I can relate on dealing with Nintendo's repair service. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's interesting, uh, especially because they don't let you back up everything. Like, even the Switch runs into this problem. You can't back up everything. I don't think you can back up your Smash Brothers. Like, if you have Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, and something happens to your Wii, uh, or not your Wii, so something happens to your Switch, and, like, it breaks or something, uh, you it's your stuff, even if you have Nintendo Switch Online, Smash Brothers doesn't back up into the cloud, so you have to re-unlock all 70-something characters, so... Nintendo needs to do something. I mean, Animal Crossing was the same way. They they had to make an, an island backup feature. But for, like, the first year of Animal Crossing, if something happened to your Switch, you lost your island. Like, it was gone. And Mike Def says the Pokemon games don't back up to the cloud. Yeah, so you, so you lose all your, your, your Pokemans, which I, I understand that a new mainline Pokemon, uh, there was a Pokemon Direct today. Uh, the, the, the grass starters, a kitty. And that's, that's all I really saw. Um, and, uh, and so that, that, that was announced today. Uh, we're not going to be talking about that. Uh, Elden Ring came out. Uh, we're not going to be talking about that. Uh, we'll probably never be talking about that because, um, I, I, I am, I am not good enough and I, I cannot get good enough to play a game like Elden Ring. And so I, instead of complaining about it, I'm just going to not buy it and not play it. 
and just move on with my life instead of complaining about it. Although there is some very good points about accessibility and not necessarily easy mode, which is where everybody thinks accessibility is. There are accessibility things that absolutely could be done, but uh, From Software has said they are not interested in accessibility. And so uh, that is their prerogative. And uh, they're going to make the game that they want to make. And people will play that game and be toxic about it. And that is totally cool. I will sit over here and not not partake. Questbuster says, all the streamers I like to watch are playing Elden Ring, uh, but it's not for me. Uh, and he said, after Sekiro, I was done. I didn't even play Sekiro. So not going to be talking about Elden Ring. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West is, uh, well, a lot of people finished Horizon uh, Forbidden West so they could play Elden Ring. Haven't touched that. Not going to talk about that. No, unfortunately for everybody out there, uh, this is going to be primarily a pinball podcast tonight. And I apologize to those of you that are into to video games. Uh, this is a throwback to when I used to talk about VR each and every episode, and, and there was a drinking game. And I guess there's going to be a drinking game tonight uh, for, for the pinball stuff uh, because it's not VR pinball. This is actual pinball. And I remember somebody even saying when, like, I think pinball effects came on VR, they're like, imagine playing pinball in 3D. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, you, you can just go somewhere and play it in 3D. Anyway, pinball machine number two. Uh, arrived. I got the phone call on Monday from the distributor that I bought it from. And he's like, yep, I got it. I'm going to be shipping it to you because uh, I don't have a vehicle big enough to transport it. Uh, and and, it's, and uh, it'll be there tomorrow. Or it, it should get there tomorrow. And I'm like, great. So, so Tuesday. And then I get the, the, the text message from the shipping company, the freight shipping company. Like, yep, we're going to be there on Tuesday uh, sometime between 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. I'm like, great. Wonderful, uh, because uh, that's that's a very broad time frame. And I had like and I, I work from home, but like on Tuesday, I actually like was supposed to give a job interview because we're hiring. Uh, and then I was also like supposed to present a demo of the software we've been building for another client. And then I was supposed to lead another client. Meeting. Anyway, uh, it was a bad time for it. But I'm like, but I, I don't want to delay it because if you delay it too often, they just they just return it to sender. And I didn't want that. And I didn't know when they were going to come. Uh, so they finally showed up at about like 2.30. So like it was very well within the window. I just didn't know when it was. And 2.30 is when my demo for one of our clients was. So my coworkers came in and did a solid and covered for me on that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I got the Rush Limited Edition Pinball Machine. When I say Limited Edition, um, so th this is an actual full-size pinball machine. Same one you see in arcades, same one you see in bars. Um, so the way Stern Pinball does things is they have the Pro uh, Edition, the Premium Edition, and the Limited Edition. The Pro Edition is the cheapest, and I'm using my bunny ears. For those on the podcast, I'm using bunny ears on this. And uh, it is, uh, it's the cheapest at like $8,000 or something like that. Uh, because it has the least amount of moving parts. And once again, I'm using my quotey fingers because there's still a lot of moving parts in it. Uh, the premium edition, they actually haven't shipped any of yet. Uh, but that actually has all the bells and whistles. Uh, and then the limited edition is a limited version of the premium with different graphics, different art packages. It's signed by the designer. And you get this little certificate, signed, not signed by the band, unfortunately, uh, but signed by Gary Stern, who was the head of Stern Pinball. And uh, this is my certificate that says, I got out of the 1,000 limited editions that were, are ever being made, I got number 944. So I have 944 uh, out of 1,000. 
And uh, the break man says, so did you have to put this one together, too? So we'll sit in a uh, box for weeks. Well, so, hey, how about this? Uh, so this is going to be on YouTube for the podcast, folks, because I do actually have video of, uh, of what this is like. And I, I, this is not a full video. This is not a full walkthrough of things because um, uh, I've already done that. So th- I, I, uh, in June, I got the Mandalorian premium, not the limited edition of that one. Uh, the premium version of the Mandalorian, and uh, that's now on our YouTube over at Fog Network. And I actually kind of go through, like, each step of the process. I didn't do that here. Uh, so I, I, got, I, I got some of the highlights uh, is what I'm going to be showing. So so this is the size of the box. It's a big box. Uh, the Rush Pinball Machine is about 295 pounds. Uh, so it, it comes in a big, huge box on a pallet. Um, and this is also uh, some of the stuff I'm going to be showing here is about how it is Stern Insider Connected. So that is their online achievement system. Uh, so you actually scan your phone. You scan a QR code, which you can get on your phone, but you can also print it out and just scan it. And then you like it stores your high scores and achievements and stuff like that. Uh, so essentially, to, to put together a, a pinball table, you, you basically it comes kind of standing up. And you basically you put the front legs on, and then you very slowly put pull pull the table down, and then you're supposed to lift the back part up. Which remember, this is a 300 pound table, uh, and then you're supposed to put the back legs on. So this was where the first problem happened, and I don't actually have a video of this part because it was just one of those things where the, the, let's just say this one didn't go smooth. Unfortunately. Uh, I had one of the issues with the with with this table that um of, that came from the factory. Uh, so when you get the pinball table, it comes with the bolts that you bolt into the leg, uh, already kind of in. And so you take the bolts out, you grab the leg, you put the leg on, and you bolt it in. That's how it's supposed to work. Well, when I took the bolt out of the back left side or the back right side of the table, I guess. Uh, the plate inside that it bolted into shifted just a little tiny bit, which meant I couldn't get it back in. Uh, so we wound up, uh, my wife actually came down and we wound up and kind of like tried to do some like troubleshooting and stuff. And we, so because we couldn't get the leg in, we couldn't get the legs secure in. And remember, this is a 300 pound table. You want the legs to be secure and not wobbly and anything like that. Uh, so we wound up like taking the plate off, like there are six screws so we got a nut driver and like took that plate off and came out and it was machine bad. We had to rethread it. Basically, we rethreaded the bolt and then we were able to get it on. So uh, that is why uh, that is why this next shot is early uh, of me opening up the machine because I wanted to do this after I had wheeled it into position or pushed it into position. But unfortunately, because uh we, we had to deal with uh, stuff on the inside to take that plate out. We actually had to take, like, the play field all the, you know, back so we could get to the, the plate on the inside, which I didn't film. Uh, we had to, like, go ahead and open up and, un- and unbox it and, you know, reveal it out in the hallway instead of where it is. So that's where we are right now. So we're now looking at the, the, the machines being propped up by a drum, uh, a drum throne, a drum stool in the back. Uh, because we've got to take all this stuff off. We have to bring the back box up uh, so we can get inside to the back part. So this machine was built on Valentine's Day. It was built on February 14th, 2022. Uh, so this is me covering my eyes so I don't hit myself with the uh, 
with the with the flying uh string thing that pulls it in but uh yeah so then we basically you bring the back box up and what's what's neat about this uh the limited edition is that it's a mirrored black back glass so it's actually a mirror you can't really tell when the game is on but you can absolutely tell when the game is powered off and there's no lights um e3vl says you should have worn safety goggles i probably should have uh but i just decided to look away so luckily, uh, the Rush pinball machine actually does not have anything on the inside that you've got to, like, unbox. The Mandalorian had a little plastic cover around the Razor Crest, um, but uh, the, the Rush didn't have anything on the inside you had to take out. When, once you opened it up, it was ready to go if you actually had your leg on. Uh, they, they attached the Certificate of Authenticity to the back glass. I pulled it out, and that's what I showed you uh, earlier. The Regman asks, is there an NSFW version of this video? No. I did not I didn't film the whole process. So most of this time I'm not actually uh filming uh because I I've already filmed a lot of this stuff before. So this is what the table looks like when it's off and in kind of you know in it doing it you know when when it's just sitting off and under under a little bit of light. I don't have that much light. Uh, but we have a little plate uh, that says, you know, a little little plaque that says which one we are. John Borg is the game designer. He signed it. Uh, it's on there. He just signs his name John. He didn't even put his last name there. Uh, but he's the designer. The band didn't sign any of these because they're in Canada and, you know, COVID stuff. So this is me turning it on for like the second time once it got into the room. So we did figure out the, the leg and put it in. This is like a couple hours later, actually. And so I was showing here the first boot up. Uh, and you'll actually see on the side when it, when it, uh, turns itself on, you'll see the, the lights all along the side of the cabinet, uh, the side of the play field on the wall, all start kind of lighting up. That's the expression lighting system. Uh, and that really does add a lot because it's all synced to the music. And that's all it does is it syncs to the music. S. Jared Nomad says, five hours and some yelling later. Yes, that's exactly, that, exactly what it was. Um, I didn't yell all that much. I was just, I was kind of sad. Um, so this is the, the all the lights are coming on. Like everything worked inside the playfield. It was amazing. Everything everything worked first try. Uh, once inside, once I got it on, um, it was just getting that leg on. That was the the part that was a problem. So now we've actually we're gonna threaten DMCA here. But this is how the insider works. So I take my phone and I scan it, and it it automatically pulls in my name, my initials, my color, my avatar, and I'm because the why it's connected over Wi Fi. Uh, so, so the machine is actually connected over Wi-Fi and talking to the Stern servers. Um, and so I, in the Rush pit, in all, all their music pins, you basically, you pick your song at the beginning. Uh, and there's 17 songs total, and I think about 10 of them are selectable in the f first part. And then others are like wizard modes, multi-ball modes, and stuff like that. Uh, so this is, and you can kind of see in this video, I'm going to turn it down just a little bit more. Uh, so you can see in the video how the side lights, the expression lighting system, they actually react to the music. Um, and and it, it gets a little bit more uh, visible the more you play, but it really does add a neat effect, and it's on the limited edition. There's an achievement. So when you, get an, when you do something, you get an achievement, and this is how they're trying to help teach people the rules of the game because now you actually have things you want to do. And so they give you these achievements, and those achievements pop the first time you get them. So this is the first time I've actually played on my Insider account. Um, and you can then go into the app, and you can see when you got what achievements, what achievements you were trying to get, and stuff like that. 
So the great thing about the rush pinball machine whenever you play it is there are a lot of multi-balls. And it's, it's, it's not random when you get multi-balls, but the rules are so dense. I think it's like a 40-page manual type of thing that's like full-page manual if you read it that will teach you how to, you know, what, what everything does. There's seven different multi-balls in the game. Uh, so in the middle, well, first off, there's two kind of gimmicks here. There's this vertical up kicker that puts the ball up, but then there's this time machine with a ramp that goes up and down on the premium and the limited editions, and the ball, there's a magnet inside that holds the ball when you shoot into it. So it, it's, it's kind of cool, and it'll, like, hold the ball and then shoot it back out at you. Uh, or shoot it out in the past. And that's how it kind of holds on so you can see what you're supposed to do. Uh, Breakman says, the balls look kind of big uh, to me. I know he's trying to make a lame joke, but uh, they're they're normal pinballs. There's also, in this one, there is this clock. And a lot of the rules based are based on this clock, which looks like one of Neil, uh, Neil Peart's uh, drum sets. Uh, and you actually are supposed to advance the timer, depending on what you're trying to do. So those are some of the features of it. Um, other than that, they've got the lighted uh, Rush ramp with the, with the lighted signature of the ru- of Rush. They've got Rush drop targets uh, that you're supposed to hit uh, and stuff. So so it, it's the, the play field looks really good, and especially it gets lit up really well while you're playing, and it, and it's wonderful. Um, and uh, the Rakeman says maybe it's just the power camera angle. No, yeah, it probably was just the camera angle because it's real hard to set up a tripod and then try to play uh, and get the right angle. Uh, so I didn't do too well in getting this. Uh, but no, the, this is it's all standard stuff. So when you drain, you lose the ball. It actually goes over what achievements you got at the very end. Uh, and, and so you can see how you did and, and what you did. And like I said, those achievements only pop the first time you play. So if you get all the achievements, you're not going to hear that sound. Uh and so this was uh, when, you, and also the nice thing about Insider Connected is it pre-fills your initials or your name, so you don't have to go through that when you get high scores or anything like that. Um, so uh, I, so it was, um, it was a lot. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'll talk a little bit about it a little bit more. The other nice thing, if you're on free play, is it remembers you, and so it'll actually say, "Hey, you want to play again with your same credentials?" Uh, and uh, and so then you can do that. So, uh, Breakman asked, what's the sound quality? We'll get to that in a second. So, uh, the last thing is, that's being shown here is this is the tour of the game room, uh, of the arcade room as it stands now. We've done a little bit since last time. We've hung the black lights to the ceiling. We haven't actually gotten the cord down, but there's the Mandalorian standing next to it. Uh, it, it it's ready to be played as well. Uh, I actually have, that's an old PlayStation 2 kiosk from Media Play before they went out of business. I bought it. Uh, when they were going out of business and I wasn't supposed to. Sony was supposed to get it back. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. So uh, then I've got the OutRun arcade one up and then the Star Wars arcade one up and then the Tron arcade one up all sitting here, all ready to be played. And then I actually have this shelf on the top and some of the people that are in the chat would like some of this stuff because there's my Beat Mania 2DX controllers, Taiko no Gene controllers, Power Power Paradise, Donkey Konga, uh, and then all the Intellivision, stuff like that. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so th- this is uh, the the uh, that's the arcade as it shows right now, uh, and uh, you know it's it's getting kind of cramped in there. I'm actually running out of things I can put in there, um, so I got to be I got to kind of worry about that uh, because you know hopefully I won't need to get anything else in there. Um, 
So, uh, so yeah, uh, Breakman says Media Play for the longest time was the only place I could buy anime. It was the only place I could buy video game soundtracks. And I used to work at Media Play. That was one of my jobs uh, when, I, when I was younger, before I was 29. Uh, and, but, yeah, so I actually have that. It, that. That kiosk no longer works really well. The TV in it has, like, a lot of wavy lines in it. Uh, but it's an iToy. So I even have, like, all the promotional materials for the iToy. And I've got the iToy demo disc and stuff. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so the game, the thing about the Insider Connected is uh, one of the things that I don't like about what it's doing, and this is a hardware issue on their part, uh, is that it uses a Wi-Fi dongle. It uses a USB Wi-Fi antenna, and it's hooked up to one of the Wi-Fi antennas. Uh, and so my house, the way the Wi-Fi is, is that up here on the second floor, I actually have the router. And that's my Wi-Fi router. It's the main router. And I have an extender that I got uh, back in December. I have an extender down on the main floor hallway. Uh, and that way, the Wi-Fi signal can reach down into the arcade, because I was actually having a problem with the Tron Arcade 1-Up not always being able to connect to the Wi-Fi, because it was just too far away. So I put the extender down there, and that way, I actually get good signal. And most devices are smart enough, when you see the same network ID that's on a different channel, they, it will pick the channel that has the biggest signal strength. Not the one that, not the uh, USB Wi-Fi that is in the Stern is in the Stern pinball. No, it connects all the way up to my router up here, which has like a signal strength of like twenty, instead of the signal strength of like seventy-five, which is closer. So uh, every once in a while, it'll, it'll lose connection, and like if I got a good score, if it doesn't have connection to Stern servers, then you your that score doesn't count. And so if you got any achievements, those achievements don't count. So um, that kind of sucks. Uh, but the game itself, it flows real well. I actually enjoy playing it, uh, just the, the way the game plays, more than I like Mandalorian. Uh, it seems I can save my shots a lot more. Uh, I don't drain as much. Uh, the shots, I'm not going to say the shots are more forgiving, but uh, I, I can actually play longer. My games last longer on Rush than they do on Mandalorian. So, um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it and, uh, and, and I, I, I really, 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 really enjoy playing it. And this one is going to be bolted to my floor. That's how much I really enjoy playing it. Mandalorian might not last too much longer. And I know that there is a market for those Mandalorians, uh, because Stern's got a backlog. So there are people I could probably actually make money. Uh, I could sell my Mandalorian for more than I paid for it. Uh, probably. So, uh, and Questbush says it looks like a fun table. Yes, it's really fun. And Rush is my favorite band. So that is, you know, that kind of, I, I, I bought it sight unseen. I had never played it or anything until I got it in my house. Uh, so I bought it sight unseen. So, uh, there was a question. How's the sound quality? It sucks. Um, the limited edition even apparently has better speakers and i'm using my quotey fingers again didn't sound that good and uh this has always been an issue with 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 stern with a lot of the pinball machines which is why there are aftermarket kits and uh there are aftermarket kits 
that do this. There's a couple of ways you can do it. Some people just get like an external subwoofer and then just run a cable up and you can actually just get the, the audio and basically run it through a subwoofer. And that, that helps for a lot of people. Uh, the Brinkman asks, can you perhaps add your own speakers? Well, what I have is called Pinwoofer. So Pinwoofer is a mod uh, done by a, a longtime electrician, a retired electrician, actually, who built the, this, this modification where it uses a lot of car audio ideas uh, to give you better speakers and an external amplifier. So I'm actually going to go through this a little bit and, and show uh, what goes on here. So this is the next night. Of, uh, of me going through, and this is what it looks like to, to do kind of a modification to your pinball machine. So uh, this is me taking off uh, the back, take, bringing down the speaker panel and taking off the backlash. Not using gloves, so I've smudged up my nice mirrored backlash, uh, backlash for Rush. Uh, and essentially you go in, you, you take off the, Stern uses Molex connectors everywhere, which is the same kind of connectors that if you're building a PC that everything hooks up to. Uh, so that's kind of nice. You don't have to solder anything, but they are really difficult to get off. Um, I haven't figured that out. But you basically, there's a power board that you plug in, and you're basically intercepting the power uh, that, that the pinball machine gets, and you are hooking it up, and there is this other power board that powers the external lamp. And then there's an extra sound board that takes their uh, the, the, the sound data from uh, the Stern Spike 2 board. And he, there, this also exists for other pinball machines. So if you have a Jersey Jack or, or, or uh, an American pinball, you can actually get this kit for those. And even like old like Bally Midway games, like from the 90s, you can get uh, these for. And then you, you basically you run a cable. And then, then you take off the existing speakers. Uh, so you you essentially go through and you take out the speakers that exist. So there are three speakers in a pinball cabinet. There are two back box speakers, and then there's a cabinet speaker. And the cabinet speaker is theoretically the one that gives you your bass. Um, and so you essentially, you take out, you have to use a, a, a nut driver to take these out. Uh, and then you can take out the original speakers, which had a Molex connector connected to uh, the terminals. And the Breakman says, oh, man, those do look like factory car speakers. Yes, it probably is. It's, these are factory speakers. And, but the Pinwoofer kit comes with not only speakers, but also a 3D printed mount that's specifically made for your pinball machine uh, that you put in so you can mount the speaker to your pinball machine. Uh, the, the mounts for my Mandalorian were different than the ones for the, that, that were here on the Rush machine. And then you take another car audio speaker, which Tiger Claw asked last week. What are the watts? They're 200-watt speakers. I actually look. It was on the box. Uh, these are piles, uh, pile speakers, P-Y-L-E. Uh, they're 200-watt speakers is, what, is at least what these back box speakers are. Uh, and then you connect the terminals from the Pinwoofer. Uh, they've got this whole, like, cable kit. Uh, and then you connect those to the terminals of these new speakers. Questress says, thank goodness they made the, the speaker seized to remove instead of using weird-ass screws to bolt them in. I mean, these are bolts. Like, they're not screws. Like, I still had to use a nut driver uh, to get them out. Um, but but it, well, it's, it's, it is still standard equipment because pinball manufacturers know that independent operators are going to be repairing these things. There is no problem with right to repair in the pinball industry. Everybody's going to be repairing all this stuff, and so they need to make things, uh, make things accessible. So once you get those speakers in... 
uh, then you got to deal with the cabinet speakers. So if you've ever wondered, and you didn't see the last video, how you take, how do you get inside a pinball machine? You basically you take off the lock bar first, and then you very carefully take the glass uh, out uh, and try not to do it too quick. Uh, and then you want to put the glass down on carpet. You do not want to put the glass down on hardwood floor or concrete because it will shatter, and you do not want that. Do not have it shatter. So you can be very careful. And then you lift the play field up, uh, and then you need to remember to take uh, eject all the balls. So there is a little solenoid, uh, and you basically you push, and it's the same kicker that kicks the balls up uh, when you start a game and you grab the uh, grab all like and the game will tell you if there's four or six of them you grab them all you take them out and then you pull the game out you actually do have to kind of jerk it a little bit to get over a little hump a little locking mechanism and then you can pull it up and set it up uh, along the, the 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 rails of the back box so uh, that's the cabinet speaker and it's supposed to give you uh, it, it, it's supposed to give you a lot of bass, and the ba- and they they it doesn't. Uh, and also, you got to realize like the the main pinball, uh, the Stern pinball doesn't really have a good amplifier. That's really the problem is the amplifier. Uh, so now you basically go in with a nut driver and you take the existing cabinet speaker out, uh, and then there's another 3D printed mount specifically for your machine, uh, so you can mount in your uh, ba- uh cabinet speaker which they provide. So the pinwoofer kit comes with the speakers, all the cables, all the nuts, the uh, washers, and, um, and all these 3D printed parts and all the cabling and everything. So it's, it's really, it's a, it's, a, it's a simple, but you, know, you, you do have to kind of finagle some things, uh, and it really does help if you know what you're doing. So then you put the new kit in, the new speaker is, um, and then you attach the speaker cables to it. Uh, the Ringman says the amp isn't ungradable. There is the amp is on the board. What this kit does is it gives me an amp. So now I actually have this external amp with knobs on it that I can now adjust. So uh, and it lives inside the coin door. Uh, so you actually have to take the coin box out because the coin box rattles. And then the way you test it is you go in and uh, there's a little tab you can pull out to where the coin box is open. You can actually play the game. And you can't really tell because I'm using a, a camcorder audio, but so far, like, you, it really does sound better already. And I can now adjust the bass, the treble, the volume of the cabinet speaker, the volume of the back box speaker, the overall volume. And I have a lot more, uh, a lot more control over it. So that, that is why you do this because, yes, the amp is originally on the board. This bypasses that amp and uses this external amp. Uh, and then you're supposed to play it a little bit to see if you really like it. But the table shakes a lot more with the bass. It ama- it sounds really, really good. Uh, and then you essentially, once you've got it set, there's a little tab. You pull it back in because you don't want to reach your hand underneath. Uh, you don't want to reach your hand inside when, like, all this voltage is going on under the play field because there's a lot of, like, hanging down wires and stuff. Uh, and then you basically put the amp back in the back box, close it up, and then you can play And Breakman says, you found a use for the Tron stool, because Tron is going to be ignored for a while. Yeah, the Tron stool is great for putting the pinwoofer on. So, um, so yeah, so that is the pinwoofer installation. And so it was, it was going all good. It was going all good. And then, and so I, I'd done that part, and I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm, I put the camera away and everything. 
And so I was trying to dial it in a little bit more. And uh, so I was going through some settings. There's some sound settings. There's like a 10-band EQ on the limited editions and stuff. And there was an EQ filter mode. And I'm like, oh, well, I wonder what the other EQ filters are. Because you do actually have to play with settings to figure out what the actual, how you want to dial in the machine. So I changed the EQ filter settings and I heard a pop. And then there was no sound. And then, um, and there wasn't even any kind of like hiss from the speakers. And then I open up the coin door. I mean, the pinball machine's still on. I open up the coin door and the light on the little pinwoofer app uh, is not on anymore. And so I'm, you know, kind of freaking out because I'd already been working on this for like four hours uh, because I'm not that adept at, you know, using nut drivers and installing speaker cable and stuff like that. I don't work in car audio. Uh, which anybody who works in car audio, they look at that and they're like, oh, yeah, that's simple, easy peasy. I could do that in an hour. And you probably could. I don't work in car audio. Uh, so I open it up and, and I look and I don't see any magic smoke. I don't see anything busted or anything. But uh, uh, something happened. And um, I, I basically like I cried and I went. I didn't cry, but I, I felt like crying. I was just so exhausted and I just I went to bed. Because I'm like, well, great. I got a brand new Rush Pinball machine. It sounds great. And now I can't play it. And uh, so I went to bed. Emailed the guy. Uh, his name's Dan, who do- mainly does the Pinwoofer stuff. Super patient guy. Uh, now, the thing is, I've already built a Pinwoofer. Like, my Mandalorian has this exact same Pinwoofer kit. So I already knew what I was getting into. Uh, and so I had all the same stuff. And so I emailed him. And... It turns out that there was just some freak power surge that blew out his power board. And he's like, well, let's try this. Get the power board out of your Mandalorian because they're, it's, they were the identical systems. Same speakers. Uh, the, the only thing different was the 3D printed plates. Those were the only things different. Uh, so I, I got the power board out of there, put the power board in the Rush machine, and it worked. So we were able to get that. Uh, that took about a day, and then there was actually something else going on with one of the cables uh, that we went into, and but we got that fixed up. I was able to crimp crimp a new audio cable, uh, speaker cable, and and get that working again. Uh, so I uh, so so but uh, yeah, so Mandalorian actually right now doesn't work because I've unplugged the power board because uh, now no power goes to the cabinet. Because essentially, like, probably one of the capacitors blew or something. Something happened, and when I changed the EQ filter setting, which is actually something you're supposed to change according to what other people have done, uh, it sent a shock and blew out the power board. Thankfully, the pinball machine itself is fine. Uh, the power went into the power board of the pinwoofer. It still passed through just fine, normally, to the Spike 2 board. Uh, but the actual amp wasn't getting any power, the little pinwoofer amp. Uh, and the pinwoofer amp itself, the little black box, that worked fine because I actually I put it in Mandalorian and it worked just fine. So uh, Tiger Claw says, are the power boards replaceable? Yes, actually. Uh, he is sending me two new power boards. Uh, they should get here Tuesday. So because the power board was the very first thing I showed in the video. So there, the power board is for the pinwoofer. It's the pinwoofer power board. And it's essentially you take out the power cable from uh, from uh, the, the, the that goes from the the AC box to 
the to to the the spike board. Uh, you take it out, and then you put in the power, uh, pinwoofer board. So in the video, I'm replaying the video. That's the power board that I am putting in right now. That's what blew. So I just, I'm, you know, I put the other one from the Mandalorian, which was identical, and put it in this, and then it worked. And then I'm going to get a replacement one. So Breakman says he sounds like a really cool dude. He, he actually was, and he was very patient with me. He's been doing electrician stuff, uh, being an electrician for 30-plus years. He's retired. This is a hobby project for him now. Uh, so he was really fun to talk to, um, you know, and he helped me kind of debug everything, explain some things to me because I'm not dumb about electric electrician type stuff and electrical stuff like this. I'm just inexperienced. So, uh, he worked through it, uh, and I'm going to get some new power boards, uh, so we can kind of replace them. That way I can set that EQ filter setting and see if this power board breaks because I didn't want to do it with him on the phone because I want to be able to play my game this weekend. Because without sound, there's no point in playing the game. Uh, so, But I got it fixed. So Rush is up. Mandalorian is out. Uh, and then I'll get the one for Mandalorian and, and bring it in. But uh, it's real nice to play it with, with Rumble. And the limited edition, I didn't really talk about this, um, is that uh, I, really, I didn't really talk about this. But this one actually has a shaker motor. So a shaker motor, and this is from Stern, uh, the shaker motor rumbles your machine. And so it's like force feedback. It basically, like, just vibrates the machine. Uh, and I started it off, like, it comes pre-installed on high. So it does, like, all the rumbling. And it was it was actually kind of jarring because I had never really played a game with that. Uh, but you can actually adjust it down to be minimal, minimal rumble. And it's perfect. And then I've already got the rumbling from the new better subwoofer and the new better amp. Uh, so it, it was it was fantastic once I got it on minimal. Uh, so that's the other one that's has. Tyclaw asks uh, if this is still under warranty. Well, I mean, I, I just bought it from the dude. And and the, the pinwoofer kit is done by, like, a, uh, probably a guy with a couple, other, a couple other guys. So it's not like a big company doing it. It's a very small shop. They basically cater to pinball enthusiasts. So it's not like he's going to make millions of dollars on this stuff. And Breakman says, a pinball machine that tilts itself. Uh, if you have your tilt bob set way too high, uh, yeah, it will tilt itself when you do that. So that is my uh, my 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 foray into new pinball. Um, so I can't play both games right now, uh, but hopefully by Tuesday I'll have it all set up. But it was a little bit of an adventure to get the game going, uh, to get it up and running and, and stuff. But I really am excited that I've been able to play it. And you know, thankfully, I'm done. I am done buying pinball because I'm really a theme person. Like, I, I like the theme more than the play field. And I'd buy things on the theme. And, you know, music pins are great, you know, because it's great that, uh, you know, Rush is my favorite band of all time. Uh, because it goes Rush and then Weird Al Yankovic is number two. And so Rush uh, being my favorite band of all time, I'm like, great, they got a pinball. Uh, you know, finally I've got a band and it's going to be the one time that my, my favorite bands get a pinball machine. So I don't need to buy any more. I don't need to spend any time. Uh, getting more, anything like that. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm done. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, so as I was literally unboxing my Rush limited edition, Gizmodo reports that with a career spanning over 40 years, it includes 14 studio albums, five Grammy Awards, a TV show, and a movie. Weird Al may have only just revealed his greatest accomplishment to date, a new Weird Al-themed pinball table called Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity, packed full of his musical parodies 
and endless inside jokes. Um, so there's going to be 17 of his greatest hits licensed for the machine, including Like a Surgeon, White and Nerdy, Amish Paradise, and Dare to be Stupid while they play. Uh, it includes over 2,000 voice call-outs recorded by the musician and countless objects, gags, and imagery from his movies, shows, and music video, all under a loose theme of a museum of natural hilarity. There are only 300 call-outs in Rush by the Rush people, and that's that's the, the them actually saying things. I think there's only 300 of them in Rush. Um so the table is built on Multimorphic's P3 pinball platform, which brings some modern features of pinball, with the most obvious being a 1080p high-def screen under the lower part of the playfield that works with real-time ball tracking to make on-screen elements interact with the ball. So uh, the Museum of Natural Hilarity, it's, uh, the pre-orders start tomorrow, Monday, February 28th, uh, and there will be a standard edition featuring the standard height back box and limit and there's a limited edition kit with an animated weird owl playing the accordion popping out of the top so that's the topper but only 227 of those are going to be produced um so uh and that's because 27 is a weird owl number like that's a that's an inside joke for weird owl and uh, dark soccer says we're getting the limited edition i i th- if i didn't already spend this kind of money I probably would too, but I probably am not. I and you know the the multi multimorphic system. It is like a full size pinball. It's not a smaller pinball. It's gimmick gimmick, and I'm using gimmick and in, in, in its feature. Let's say is that you can actually have multiple games. It's not a full on virtual pinball, but you can actually have multiple games that use the same upper playfield. The upper playfield is modular. So once you actually have the cabinet, you can actually replace the upper play field and have a different game. Uh, and so that's kind of the point that they're kind of going with because they have like some play fields and they have three games. And you have to buy the games separately and they are kind of costly because this is pinball. Uh, but that's kind of its, its gimmick. And so that's a neat little gimmick. However, the P3 pinball machine itself will cost eight. $8,300. So that's the machine without a game in it, which you, you can't get it like that way. So the base machine is $8,300. Uh, the upgrade kit, so the actual Weird Alp game, is 3000 on top of that. So the standard edition is $11,300 for the standard edition of the Weird Owl. My Rush limited edition cost me $11,100. So it was $200 cheaper to get the Rush limited edition than it is to, for me to get the standard Weird Al. So um, it's a neat system. Uh, you know, thankfully, I'm pretty sure like the standard editions, they're not going to stop producing those. So I have some time. That's one of those like I'm going to want to play it first. And J- July is Southern Fried Gaming Expo. Uh, uh, P3 Multimorphic is usually there. Like they're actually like the company is actually there exhibiting because I've played some of their other games uh, and it's a neat concept. Um, So I may play it there and then decide if I want to get it at that point. But I'm not going to be. Unfortunately, I'm not jumping into the 227 limited editions for this one. Uh, I'd need to set up a GoFundMe to do that. Uh, but I, I just I thought it was funny they taunted me the the week the during like literally as I was sitting there unboxing and dealing with that leg in the back the leg bolts that uh, didn't thread through uh, I was actually getting pinged by people telling me that there was a weird Al pinball machine I don't know maybe Mando maybe I will sell Mandalorian to get a, a weird Al machine 
because it's not it's that and it's also the space because I still want to get an actual virtual pin. And, you know, I'd like to maybe get a classic table. Everybody says Doctor Who, but I'm not sure if I really want to deal with the upper play field because that's a lot of maintenance and a lot of work. And I'm not smart enough to weld things that you need to do with that upper play field, uh, the moving play field. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't have that much room in there. So um, I've got to be very, very careful uh, to not have pinball machines multiply too much. Dark Soccer says likely selling Doctor Who. I can I can understand that it those classic machines are a lot of work, uh, especially Doctor Who with because Doctor Who the problem with Doc the problem with Doctor Who is that it does have that raising upper play field which is very unique to Doctor Who which means it's also very not straightforward to fix when it breaks and you've got to know about welding and a whole bunch of soldering and control boards and. All this stuff, and I'm not positive that I want to get into that. So normally we would take a music break. I talked way too much about pinball, but don't worry. A video game podcast will be returning in this time slot next week, and we'll talk about video games again. I promise. Uh, and, and it will even be actual video games that you play on a monitor, not necessarily VR, even though I know PlayStation VR too. We got to see more about it, but I didn't talk about it tonight. Uh, and then also sometimes we take calls over Discord, but uh, we also don't have time for that. But usually if we do, there's a Green Room voice chat channel over in our uh, Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. That is where you can go. If I see you, then I will pull you into a different room, and we can chat that way. But coming up next here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They, play, they talk about games for much, much longer than I do, and they're actually going to talk about video games tonight. They'll actually talk about stuff that I didn't talk about because all I talked about was pinball tonight. Uh, and uh, it's going to look a little weird for a little bit here uh, because um, there's a change. Dark Sakura does say they are talking about pinball, which is good because um, I, I love pinball talk. We need to do some pinball talk, talk. Maybe we do a one-off on pinball at some point. Now that, I've, now that I'm in the club with my two pinball uh, while we figure out what's going on with the, the, the Discord, I do want to mention there was one other uh, mod that I did, uh, which is very simple. This didn't break anything, but this is probably the most important mod you can do. It's these. Uh, the, there's, uh, the, it's called uh, Pin Gulp, and these are little cup holders that, uh, that I, you attach to the bolts on the, on, the, on the machines, and it holds your uh, pint glass, your beer mug, or whatever. Uh, and so you're going to, you're going to want that. And, uh, so I have them on both machines and also notice here, this is kind of neat. The rush limited edition, uh, the bolts are actually gold. They're not silver. Like they usually are. They are actually gold bolts. So, um, that was the, that was the other mod. And I realized that I didn't get it in any of the videos. So I took that picture real quick tonight. Let's try this call again. Um, and see what's going on. So we're going to see if, uh, orange Lounge radio is here. Uh, and see if we can talk in with them. Uh, so let's see, Sacramento, are you there? I sure hope so, Bobby. How are you? I am doing well. That's a different look. Wait a minute. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, yeah, things things are a little different. We've gone through some changes here. You might have heard. <laughs> I see some room for for more arcade machines. I just want to say that. There might be something coming in the future. We'll have to see. You know, uh, the whole moving into the new house and everything was a lot of expenses. But, uh, yeah, anything's possible. We'll see. Yeah. 
So uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've spoken. Uh, how are you doing? Are, are you? I'm doing. I'm doing well. Uh, I have been working on OLR because you know behind the scenes we've done a lot of reconfiguration. Um, mm-hmm. You know that OLR is virtual. Um, there is no um, in-person studio for now. You know, never mm-hmm. say never. So everything is running through a completely different computer this week than it has been in the past. Um, now I'm juggling with two monitors, and the, the show is just completely set up differently. But um, I think I think it's going to be good. There's going to be some changes tonight uh, mm-hmm. that'll be a little little bit of a treat for the live audience. I all right. Well, I look forward to that. So I didn't talk much about video games. This was a pinball podcast tonight. Uh, so what video game stuff did I miss? Um, probably the biggest thing, and we'll, we'll kind of kick off the show tonight talking about it, was the Pokemon Day. There were a mm-hmm. lot of Pokemon announcements today, including Gen 9, and that's a pretty big deal because Gen 9 is coming out this year. Uh, and uh, it's Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon I always want to say violence. <laughs> Violet. <laughs> that would be a different game. Uh, violence was in the Legends game. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're open world games. And I think the most surprising part, at least to me, about the trailer was that uh, they're coming out this year. And I think after we got Legends, uh, Arceus coming out, uh, I think most people assumed that we would be waiting until 2023 for Pokemon Gen 9. Mm-hmm. But it looks like we are getting them this year. And that's uh, that's quite uh, a, yeah. a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I, I didn't expect that. I saw that – or I, I – didn't even really hear that there was a Pokemon Direct today because I don't really keep up with that stuff. But it came across this morning and I'm like, oh, wait, oh, this year. Oh, OK. You know, yeah. So it kind of yeah. and anytime off. it's a new gen, it's yeah. going to be everywhere. Right. And they, yeah. the starter Pokemon are even unveiled. That's usually a thing they do later. So it's uh, it's interesting how this is really, really moving forward quick. But it is it's also of note that they've already said it's open world. And so it seems like um, Arceus has already had an influence on this yeah. game in some regard. It'd be very interesting yeah. to see uh, how that all comes together. Is it the Elden Ring of Pokemon's? Uh, let's hope not, because I think at the end of the day, they yeah. still want it to be, I, I don't want to say a kid's game, right. because the series has been around so long, adults and kids play, but they want it to be kid-friendly. Yeah. So, yeah. It's important. Yeah, so no, I, I saw that big news. A lot of big news stuff happened. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple other things, like, well, I mean, everybody's talking about Elden Ring, and that's all they're talking about, and then the discourse about yeah. accessibility, uh, which mm-hmm. some people think just means easy mode, which is not what it means, but that's going on. And so that's kind of been dominating at least the social media cycle in video game space, even though other things are going on in the world that are really dominating and are actually way more important. Uh, So, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of, that's all I've seen. But I've just been stuck in pinball world and then breaking pinball machines and then fixing them and having broken ones again. I understand. My gaming week has been a little bit sad, but I've been very, very busy moving. And yeah, uh, yeah I had rehearsals for a show because I'm doing a show at the end of the month mm-hmm. today. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm working up to the last minute. Hey, I know one thing. Uh, I know we want to get to um, OLR, but one thing we should talk about with both you and me here um, is that officially Dragon Con 2022 is happening for us. Yes. Yes. We yeah. uh, Somebody was working real late a couple nights ago. <laughs> Uh, at the uh, guest registration stuff, because essentially a Dragon Con, um, if you want to be a guest or what they call attending professionals, which is not exactly a guest, but not exactly a, a peon, uh, it's a bad word choice, but whatever, we're going to go with it. Uh, they they basically they vet, and so they and this is what gets you in the program. So you have to apply every single year, and just because you've been there before doesn't mean you'll be in there again. I actually have a friend who is an artist and he's uh he works in like tabletop rpg books 
Uh, he even was an artist on like some of the Star Wars RPG books. Uh, he worked with White Wolf, uh, you know, my mortal enemy, White Wolf, that did Vampire the Masquerade uh, and stuff. And they started denying him. And so he can't oh. even get back in as a guest. He's oh, now bummer. he gets in as a vendor uh, now. So he sells okay. his stuff as a vendor, but like they won't put him in the program anymore. But they were working real late. And both Rob and I at probably about the same time got an email said, hey, we'd like to invite you to be attending professional Dragon Con. So we will be there. It, pro- it probably helps. My most recent tweet media as of recent was uh, a professional flyer with an actual professional yeah. photograph of me uh, for an upcoming pretty big show here locally. So yeah. phew, on that. So it helps. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Dragon Con, uh, go ahead and start on that. TwitchCon got announced. Mm-hmm. TwitchCon did get announced. We, since we yeah. last talked. I mean, I know it's been a little bit and I'm I'm seriously considering it. Uh, as I hope, well, I hope you can make it work. Yeah. Alan and I are going. Yeah, so that's a, a rare appearance from both of us somewhere. So that'll be fun. Yeah, and I, I think like now it's like okay, so where am I going to stay? And you know, trying to figure out because I've been to San Diego once, but it was in 2001 for an EverQuest fanfare. Uh, so which was I think the... 2001 was the last time I was there too for a yeah. DDR tournament. <laughs> yeah, so it was an EverQuest fanfare, and I literally stayed in the same hotel that the fanfare was in. So I went to oh. the hotel, or I went from the airport to the hotel, stayed there the whole time, and then went straight back to the airport. So I never saw San <laughs> that Diego. That was the year I went to ASEN in Chicago. Yeah, I didn't see a damn thing but the hotel and the airport. And then I think Misty took me out on transit one night, but it was night. I couldn't. I could barely see anything. Yeah, no, I didn't even do that. Like I just, I was in San Diego. I thought, well, maybe. Maybe I can go see the studios or something because I was a guide, which is like the the PR, like the customer, ser- the volunteer customer service rep. So when you petitioned in EverQuest, it went to people like me ver- first, volunteers, and then uh. the GM was the actual employee. And San Diego is where Varent Interactive was. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll be able to see, you know, no, there was none of that. They're like, no, we're not doing any tours this week because if we do it for one, we're going to have to do it for a billion, you know, so – but yeah, I'd love to make it work because also there is the GDQX going on, mm. which is kind of another mm-hmm. angle for me. Uh, where especially if SGDQ does not happen in person and I don't make it in any, you know, and and stuff, uh, they do a mini GDQ at TwitchCon. They actually have a That's stage cool. at at, and they've they've done it for several years now. Uh, so you know, I've got that angle where I could participate in that possibly if I audition well enough. Um, nothing set in stone on any of that stuff. I may just be going just to go and hang out and and network and meet people. So I'm because I've made you come across the country like multiple times since E3, since the last time we went to E3 in like 2014 before they stopped letting us in. Uh, and so I need to return the favor at some point. And, it's not your fault. E3 sucks now, but it'll be yeah. great to have you back out here yeah. on the West Coast. So what else are you going to be talking about on uh, on Orange Launch Radio tonight? Uh, how about other game announcements, too? Street Fighter Six got announced. A lot of people already finding ways to be critical of it. Uh, we'll talk about that and our thoughts on that. And uh, uh, for some of us, uh, namely Dark Sakura, I think almost more excited about this Capcom fighting collection they've also announced. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit about why. Uh, and uh, another story Dark Sakura has for us tonight. You know how we talked about the, oh, gosh, Sony is acquiring Bungie and Microsoft is acquiring uh, Activision. Who's Nintendo going to buy? Well, guess what? After Bobby, they bought someone after all. They bought someone. It's just, it, it's just, it's it's what we said it would be, and not what we thought all at the same time. Yeah, yep. we'll, we'll clarify that in just a bit. All right, Orange Sounds Radio from the New Digs with the Burger Time in the back is up next. Thanks Thank so you, much, Bobby.
All right. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Network. Come join us uh, and interact with the chat directly. Uh, love to have you. Um, so if you want to leave, uh, when I do music breaks, I have these bumpers. Uh, if you want to leave something like that, contact me. Uh, and uh, I just need an audio file or a video file of just your voice. I will choose what DMCA violation I will I will attempt to to skirt, uh, like I did tonight. That was a, tonight's a DMCA violation written all over it. Uh, luckily, I do save the recording locally, so we're all good there. Uh, but um, I will choose, and then we can get it included on the show. Hey, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make the live show work without the chatters who go above and beyond uh, with uh, subscriptions or bits to the channel, which gets you access to all of our video on demand, as well as a secret uh, text channel. Uh, in our Discord, if you have your Twitch and Discord server uh, linked up, your accounts linked up, and you could have seen some pictures of my arcade before everybody else did. Uh, but I do want to thank Loki OLR for resubscribing, as well as Orange Right just now coming in with the subscription. It's down there on the bottom ticker. Thank you so much for that, Orange Right. Uh, really appreciate it. But uh, you just being here is all we really need. And that's all. That's that's the best part. So, or or just listening on the podcast that is also amazing as well. Uh, even if you don't interact back, uh, I still appreciate you uh, letting me spend an hour with you. Or if you do it 1.5 speed, 45 minutes or 30 minutes, however fast you play your part. Anyway, I should probably stop talking. I should probably hit this button that's, that plays the uh, outro show. There it is. So, uh, yeah. So uh, I will see you next week and we'll talk about video games. I promise it'll be video games you play on a TV or monitor, not VR, not pinball. I'll see you next week. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.